0: Welcome to episode 137 of The Space In Between, and it's Phoebe Leona here, and today we will have a special guest, Monique Denton Davis, who I met at a conference um, about a month or so ago. Uh, the fearless one woman conference we were both speaking and I really loved just the confidence that that Monique exude I loved her message and I thought "Ooh, we need to share her with our nomad friends so she'll be on in just a moment and she's going to tell us how to embrace your cake and no she is not a baker (laughs) so before we get to Monique a couple things happening in nomadland um lots of beautiful things that I'm so excited about that are in person we're coming back to being in person more and more I love it I love it I love it so I will be back in the Hudson Valley for most of the month of June I will be heading there as I record this like next week As this airs, I might already be there. I can't remember, but I will be hosting a number of in-person events, a variety of events. I'll be with a sound healer, Vinny, uh, at Stonegate Farm. We'll both be returning there. It's a beautiful, beautiful, sacred space in the flower garden. We'll be doing a little movement, a little sound healing right on the summer solstice because I feel like you can't can't have summer solstice without Nomad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what else are we doing a couple of different unique events that i'm going to be experimenting with so if you're curious i invite you to come if you want to cure it be dive into my book dear radiant one whether you've read it or not or you've been kind of dying to get it you can have this multidimensional experience where I will also invite you into some movement in your own play of story. So I will be offering a couple of different variations of this at Ascend Collective in Cold Spring and Identity Yoga, a new beautiful space in New Paltz. So you can find out more over at the thenomadcollective.org or my website, phoebeleona.com. And it's really important to be sharing this with you as well, whether you're in the New York area or not, wherever you are in the world, you can join me in Costa Rica this November. And why I'm telling you now is because we have an early Nomad special that is ending June 12th. So you can, sh- you can save a good chunk of change and join me in costa rica where we will dive deep into a bit of yoga a little bit of movement 109 some of the practices that are in dear radiant one it's going to be that's just the sessions that we're going to be sharing together and then you can be at the beach every day and zipline and horseback and have delicious beautiful tropical fruits Ah, it's going to be a beautiful experience. That's November 12th through the 19th. There's still spots open and I encourage you to save yours because they will go fast and save some money if you sign up before June 12th. And that is the Embodied Radiance Retreat and I also have the online version that you can also join me over at My website, phoebeleona.com, where you can dive into the self-paced course. And I've been resisting using this word course or program because, yes, we had to create some sort of structure and form so you can, you know, take it step by step. But really, I think of this as your own nervous system regulation, emotional recovery toolbox where I take you each module into the shadow and the light emotion. So the first month being in the shadow of fear and then leaning into the light of trust and how we can embody these both and utilize them to really transform what is here right now in the experience that you're living in, right? So if you're living in the space of fear, how can we make friends with fear? How can we lean into fear and and say... Hey, you're good here, but other times you need to step aside so I can trust what it what I want to create in life and 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 watch that it doesn't get in your way from receiving joy, receiving success, succeeding, succeeding abundance. So that's what we're exploring in this first month, and then we'll be going right into the second module where we're embracing the, the heat of anger and moving and how do we can we utilize that to inspire ourselves to be enthusiastic and and create something new for ourselves create a new world so those are just the first two modules but there's so many tools in those tool in those modules meditations recordings of movement practices journal prompts other little beautiful bite-sized podcast tidbit exercises that can help you regulate your nervous system, can help you feel more in your body during these very chaotic, anxious, heavy, sticky, dense times that we seem to never really get out of these days. So this is your toolbox, my friends. If you've been feeling anxious, if you've been feeling overwhelmed, if you've been feeling hopeless, desperate, fill in the dot that doesn't feel good and you want to shift that, I encourage you to come join me at the Embodied Radiance program and you can find out more at thenomadcollective.org or again phoebeleona.com. So that was a lot. I'm going to now take a moment and pause and transition into our beautiful conversation with Monique who is going to teach us how to embrace Your cake. All right. I am here with Monique
1: Denton Davis. Welcome to the space in between.
2: Yes, (laughs) thank you. And it's so good to see you again, of course.
1: Yes, yes. So, Monique, we just met, I think it was just a month ago, at the Fearless One Woman Summit. And I have to say, I really connected. Well, first, I met your daughter, and I was really connected to Tiffany. And then I met you through your talk and we got to chat and I felt I just felt really connected to you as a person. But then I just really loved what you shared in your talk. And that's why I thought I need to bring you on here and share you in our space in between. So before we kind of get there, where are you? Who are you today? Because we're always evolving and changing.
2: Absolutely. So first, I want to say that um, it was definitely great meeting you at the One Woman event, and I connected with you after your talk. So (laughs) that was so good. It brought so much clarity, um, and, you know, it was just really helpful and a learning experience. So that's the good thing when we're at those events, and we can all learn from one another, um, which I think is great. But I am based out of New York. I'm in Long Island, New York. Um, I have an organization, it's Embrace Your Cake, where people think I'm a cake lady, okay? They think I bake bake cakes. I don't do any of that. Cake is actually an acronym for confidence, attitude, kindness, and excellence. Because I believe as women, we focus a lot on external, you know, external appearance, um, body images, you know, how we look. And that often impacts us internally. I'm like, you know, we need to really start focusing on what's inside who we really are, bringing out that confidence, which is the C, having a great attitude, which is the A, um, you know, waking up with the attitude of gratitude every day, and K, practicing kindness, you know, not so much of being the nice girl or the nice person all the time, but just practicing kindness, which also has to do with giving and serving, and then E, operating in excellence with every single thing that we do. Um, You know, all about effort, efforts, just making that effort to be excellent um, mm-hmm. and, you know, to present yourself as an excellent person. So that's Embrace Your Cake, which I started in 2016. I am a certified life transformation coach. I have uh, several empowerment events, virtual summits. I am an Amazon bestselling author. I've helped 45 women share their stories,
1: mm-hmm. which
2: is what I'm passionate about share your story. You know, a lot of times things happen to us and it's not necessarily for us. It's for us to share those experiences to really empower um, another woman or another sister.
1: Mm. I got goosebumps when you said that sharing people's stories, because this is definitely something that I love too. I'm very passionate about as well, being here in the podcast and And hearing, you know, I'm reading one of your books right now. It's a co-author or multi-author book, uh, Unapologetically Winning. And I love that you are are holding that space for women to share their stories as well.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's important, you know, and with the stories, not only are we empowering someone else, but it's also therapeutic for us right? Mm -hmm. Get those stories out there and to not hold them inside. And then in terms of being able to write about them and share Mm -hmm. them and then speak about them and be open and allow ourselves to be in a vulnerable space. You know, a lot of times as women, we're taught not to be vulnerable. You know, Mm -hmm. I can do it all. You know, I could, I don't need your help. I don't need, I got this. I can do it all myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of those things and beliefs start to really impact us. As we get older. So, um, you know, unapologetically winning that collaboration was really an opportunity for women to share how they overcame adversities and obstacles. And they are at a point in their life where they're unapologetically winning confidently, you know, being able to show up confidently in terms of who you are, you know, and just being okay with it, like totally okay, Floors and all. I call it being flawbulous, right? So (laughs) there's fabulous and there's flawbulous. I'm okay with being flawbulous. We all have flaws and it's okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you for giving us permission to do that. So I was reading a little bit at the beginning of you share a bit about your story. And I really want to hold space for you to share a little bit more about your story of how did you get to this place of stepping into your own confidence unapologetically?
2: So for my story, I would say I had a lot of challenges in terms of um, Mm self-esteem, low self-esteem, you know, low confidence. One, I had I had challenges myself with my body image Um, challenges being a I'm going to say plus size. There's all types of words for it now, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to say, you know, being plus size um, challenges also with my complexion, even in our own community. Um, being the darkest in my family and just challenges of not really feeling good about myself. So Mm -hmm. those started and, you know, elementary school, you know, Mm -hmm. what we don't realize is that there are things that people can say to us that are actually traumatizing. And we think that we forget them and we move on, but there's things that actually stick with us. Mm -hmm. And those behaviors come out Um, So those were some of the challenges. And then even at work, it's tough. It's tough for women. You know, I was raised where, okay, you get a job, you get a good job, you stay there. Don't say too much, you know, don't act like you know it all. Don't share too much. You don't want them to think that um, you can take their position, you know, just learn how to Um, work, be, you can be assertive, but you can't be too assertive. So all of these different things, and it wasn't, you know, our parents and our grandparents, they teach us what they know, but not realizing all of these different things compiled, like, okay, I can't say too much. I have to be seen. I can't be heard. Um, Okay. My body image um, doesn't necessarily fit with societal norms. The women that I'm seeing on TV, you know, I'm feeling, and I went to uh, historically all black university, and when mm. I tell you, Phoebe, did not feel comfortable. Mm. Okay, I did not feel comfortable. So I just was not. I was at a place where I really wasn't comfortable in the skin that I'm in. But um, as I grew older, it's interesting because it I was able to move to a certain level in my career. But what I noticed is that once I hit that mid level, it was hard for me, really hard and challenging to get to that executive level. Um, But with that confidence, I started realizing, you know what, Monique, there's something wrong. Like you're, you know, you're surviving, you're living, but you're not thriving. I didn't necessarily feel unhappy, but I didn't feel happy. I felt like there's something here that, you know, there's some things that you have to deal with. So I began to start really looking at who I am as a person and what are these issues that I have and how are they impacting me? You know, really trying to put it together. Why do I act this way? Or why am I not, you know, vocal in this area? Um, And then at that point, really starting to say, okay, these are some of the things, you know, I'm uncomfortable about this. I feel ashamed about this. So I was very intentional and everything didn't come full circle with me until being a parent of, I'm going to say teenagers at the time. (laughs) So I was very intentional with my daughters. I have two daughters, very intentional with how I raised them in terms of their self-esteem and their confidence, because I knew it was something I was lacking. Um, And I wanted them to feel really, really good about themselves. Every single thing, every aspect. So nurturing, um, you know, the things that they really wanted to do, their talents, their skills, Always letting them know how beautiful they are and how great they are and complimenting them um, to the point where they got older and they started reciprocating. You know, it's like, oh my, you're this and you're great and you're fabulous and you're this. (laughs) And they were so comfortable in their bodies. Like, I'm telling you, Phoebe, just like you know, this is where in the era of like the Nicki Minaj's and the Megan Thee Stallions and to have certain body types is popular. Yeah. When I was younger, it wasn't, but they were so comfortable, um, that they would start to tease me about mine, but then tease me in a good way. Like, Oh mom, you're great. Oh, you got it going on. And I was <laughs> like, I started thinking, I'm like, Oh, I got it going on, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I do have it going on. Okay. You know, mom is looking good over here. So
1: yes, you are.
2: (laughs) So thank you. So it is, they really, you know, from what I poured into them, they poured back into me. And that really helped me to, to, you know, get to a level of really embracing like who I am totally. Mm. And it came with some moments of like some breakdowns and some, you know, like, where am I and how do I get to this other place? But I got there. And what I realized is that there are other women in my age group or that were in my age group that when I started that still are not at that place of really self-confidence and self-love. So that was definitely part of my mission. But that was really my story, really just growing up. Um, and just feeling like I just did not um you know, I guess also comparison, you know, which yeah. is and I'm goodness, could you imagine if we had social media? Oh my
1: gosh, time? I know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they do it.
2: Right. It's like horrible. So I'm like, goodness, and this is how I was feeling and didn't even have the comparison of what I'm seeing on social media. I'm looking yeah. at Television, I'm looking at society, I'm looking at work environments and how people get treated and, you know, different things that I went through. So definitely um, took some growth and it really took some sitting down and just becoming in tune with who I am and what my challenges were.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, I just want to reflect back how fabulous you are. Like I noticed that right when I first met you, like you just walked into a room and you owned it and you stood up with such confidence. And that was a lot about your talk was, I mean, I still do this for myself. My power (laughs) hands on my hips. I'm a boss. I got that from you, you know, and I love to see I love to see who you are right now and know the story behind it and know that you, you had to, it took a long time for you to walk in those shoes. And I just love that you were able to see that for yourself. But um, one of my teachers, she says, your karma is your, how you can, how can you turn your karma being your obstacles and what's, you know, laying ahead for you Mm -hmm. into your dharma being your purpose. And I love how you saw that for your, your daughter's. Oh yeah, And you said, I want to make sure my daughters don't have this as their obstacle. And and then they were able to give that back to you, right? That's right, so beautiful.
2: Right. It totally, it, it's just, it's so interesting because it totally came full circle. And when I yeah. did the boss presentation, I have had experiences. And when it happened to me the third time, I was like, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. So I've had experiences at work. And this is, you know, so I'll share a story with you. And this is yeah. a true story. I was um, a human resources manager at the time at this company. And I was meeting with the BP of HR and it was performance review time. So it's performance review time. I wasn't really feeling that well because I had recently lost my grandfather. So, mm-hmm. you know, the usual Monique, I just wasn't the, my usual self. Uh, which actually turned out to be pretty good. (laughs) So (laughs) in the performance review and he's going through all the different categories and the scores are well, you know, I did well in this area. I did well in this area. So at the end, he's like, you know, Monique, is there anything else that you would like to add? Or is there anything you'd like to add? And I'm like, no, um, you know, I don't have anything to add. And honestly, Phoebe, I wasn't even thinking about the review. I'm thinking about, oh my goodness, you know, my grandpa's not here. And I just yeah. really wasn't there in the room. But what he said to me, he was like, well, you don't have anything to add. He said, uh, you know what? You don't know how good you are. And mm-hmm. I talked about this in my TED talk, right? So he's like, mm-hmm. you don't know how good you are. I actually got up the courage at that moment. And I'm like, Well, if I don't know how good I am, and you know how good I am, why is it the increase that you're giving me reflecting how good I am? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that 3% that I was going to get, the 3% increase, turned Mm -hmm. into a $10,000 increase. Okay. Okay. Because I was able to say that. But that was the third time I experienced that at work, where a supervisor or a manager told me you don't know how good you are. And yeah. the thing is, is that it's not that I didn't know because I felt that I was good. It's that I was afraid to show it. Yeah. Because I felt like if we, you know, is what it's tough in the workplace. And then mm-hmm. if we overexude or if we say too much, you know, if we do too yeah. much, or if we show um too much confidence, that that can also create problems for us in the workplace. So really everything becoming full circle with that voice presentation is just really getting to a point where feeling good, comfortable, confident, assertive, I don't have to back down, I don't have to be less than, I don't have to act less of, I'm okay with yeah. <laughs> it. and guess what? And everyone else should be too, right? Yeah. So it is that's really a full circle moment for me. And when I speak to other women just giving them permission it's okay like it's yeah. okay for us to be who we are and to show up in the world is who we are um unapologetically yeah and showing up like a boss so yeah yeah I
1: love it yeah I can I read a little something that you say you say at the very beginning in the introduction I'm fearless fearfully and wonderfully made I'm deserving of all this world has to offer I will not apologize who I am or what I have. I will embrace my cake. I will win unapologetically.
2: Yes. Yes. I It is that is. is how I feel. And that's the way um, that I'm living now. And I feel like that's the way we all, all, all women, all human beings, yeah. you know, that's really the way we should live un- unapologetically and unashamed of our flaws, unashamed of who we are, um, you know, unashamed of our backgrounds, our socioeconomic status, just,
1: yeah.
2: you know, unashamed, just like, okay, this is who I am and I'm okay with it. Not, and that doesn't mean being okay, that there's no room for improvement. There's no room for change. There's no room for therapy, there's no room for healing, there's no room for coaching, right? That doesn't mean that there's no room for improvement. It just means that I am okay with who I am right now. And I'm apologetically, you know, in this space.
1: Yeah, well, and and a little bit of what you shared there was you have a younger brother. And you were saying that you were one of his caretakers, essentially, because your mom was working, full-time and, you know, you were the one who was getting him home every day and, and it sounded like you had to kind of put your needs in front of, um, off to the side to take care of him to a certain extent.
2: Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for bringing that up. So that, that was, that book was my very, very first book, very first book. and. I did. Thank you. I did share. So yes, it was, you know, raised by a single mom. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest. And it's funny because my brother and I were just talking last night about all of the things that I had to do and all the things that he didn't have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Payback time, bro. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So it is, I just, I had this responsibility, you know, I grew up in the time where well, they called it latchkey children. Yeah. And latchkey, we were responsible like we knew if it was a two-parent or a single-parent home. And I, I grew up in a single-parent home. Mom was at work, so we come home from school a certain amount of time. And I had responsibilities very young in terms of, one, of course, you can't open the door for anyone. Two, mm-hmm. I had to take care of my brother. Three, I had to prepare. I mean, I was very young. How I knew how to do laundry. I knew mm-hmm. how to cook. Okay. And by the time my mother got home, it was like, okay, this had to be prepared. The dinner needed to be ready. You know, I knew my chores, but I always had the responsibility of taking care of my brother. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that carried on as I got older. So I kind of took on this, I guess, I I don't know if it was a role. I don't know what it was, but it Mm -hmm. was very difficult for me to put myself first, I guess because I never knew how. I always mm-hmm. had this responsibility where I had to take care of my brother. You know, mm-hmm. I had this responsibility of okay, this is what comes first. You know, he comes first because he's younger, and your responsibilities at home and taking care of this family while I work to provide for y'all. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this is what you have to do. So I that really, really stuck with me. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, it was a struggle. Like I couldn't, you know, even in terms of situations where uh, people, you know, might say things or, okay. So just, you want to say no, but you don't say no, you're saying yes. But you know, when you say yes, it's really something that you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that used to be me because I would yeah. put other people's feelings before mm-hmm. mine. You know, I would be like, oh my goodness, I don't want them to feel bad. Oh, they really need me. You know, so just busy pouring, pouring, pouring into other people and pouring into others, not pouring into myself. And then it's hurtful also when you're that type of person and you don't get that reciprocated. You know, then you start to think, well, goodness, what is it, you know, about me? I'm doing all this and I'll do this for everyone, but they won't do the same for me. Yeah.
1: I, I, when I read that and what you're, when you are just speaking, I really resonated with it too. And I've had conversations with friends that I grew up with, and maybe you'll connect with this too, is I feel like when we were, I think you and I are about the same age and are, I'm not sure, but like forties and a little bit later, <laughs> right. um, but we, we had these, we had to, we had to, have a specific role. Like you were this caretaker for your brother. For me, I was I was an only child, but I was a latchkey kid as well. And my father raised me primarily. And there were these things that I was somewhat ashamed of um, and a role that I had to play. And and I played myself small to a certain extent. And now I just had my book published as well. And some people in my past have read it and they're saying, gosh, I wish I had known. And we're having these heartfelt conversations of like, oh, you were going through something similar too. And it was like, why didn't we tell each other? Right. Right. <laughs> we we didn't have that space back then. I feel like what you're doing with your daughters now. Is providing that space for them to share with you, but also share with their friends, probably, and social media is probably just something helpful, but also detrimental in that respect. But right. I don't know do you, Do you connect with that of like holding holding it all together for yourself and not really, you know, keeping a shield up and not really sharing with others?
2: Absolutely, it is. It's so interesting because when I think back about it, I really think about just wearing this mask. You mm-hmm. know, like. The, wearing the mask, like everything is okay. And then we were taught, you know, what goes on in the house stays in the house, you know, yeah. don't you like, especially if it's something that might be thought of negatively, like yeah. there's no, first of all, if you don't share it. That's none of anyone's business. you know yeah. This is, <laughs> it's, it's just so interesting because at that time, you know, that's how at the parent, our parents didn't, See anything wrong with it and didn't see it as this being, wow, this might actually be a challenge or wow, I'm putting a lot of responsibility. You know, yeah. I, when I think back about it, you know, I said to my mom a couple of times, I'm like, gee, you know, I really did a lot. I was joking with her saying, you haven't cooked since I was in the fourth grade, but I was serious. <laughs> <laughs> but I was serious. But Absolutely. So I, I do find that the stories resonate with um, different women in my generation and in my age, yeah. uh, in terms of our interactions and having similar experiences, and they not even feeling comfortable enough to talk about it and to share them with each other. You know, yeah.
1: yeah, I think that your book um, and what we're doing here right now is giving people permission to to share their own vulnerable stories. Right. Yeah.
2: And it's okay. You know, it's okay. Because the only thing that it's doing is, like you said, empowering. So when others read your book and was like, wow, you know, I was Mm -hmm. going through some of the same things or I could have helped. I wish I would have known. We're giving that permission to say, you know, it's okay. Let's talk about it. And let's help someone else that might be going through it. So yes. Yeah.
1: Oh well, thank you for, for doing you. that, like having that that courage. And and then there was another moment that you share about, and it sounds like you're you call it the defining moment. So here you are, I think you just turned 40 and you were engaged. And this was like the moment, you're like, aha moment of oh <laughs> okay, <laughs> do you want to talk? I don't want to give it away. Do you want to talk to I you? I think in- was this the
2: Walmart breakdown moment? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So it's the Walmart breakdown moment. I was in the so my mom and I were in Walmart. We're in the front part, and you know, we're trying to plan the wedding and different things. And I just was not there. Like I just really couldn't get it together. And I'm like, what is my problem? You know, I just it was a moment of I was in a happy place but I was in a fearful place of okay this isn't really happening to me you know Mm -hmm. this 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 is what happens to other people and for other people this isn't really happening to me right now you know this great thing I support other people going through these journeys Mm -hmm. you know and it was really a full circle moment for me because I had a like I literally had a, a Walmart breakdown, and that's what I call it, where <laughs> my mom's asking me all these questions, and then I just start boo-hooing. And it didn't have anything to do with her. You know, I was boo and then I was angry and I'm like, what's going on here? But yeah. it had to do with me, you know, and um how I was feeling inside and not being able to accept um before that breakdown that I was really good enough to be in a good space you know and to be happy and that this was my life and it was okay and without feeling like I was doing something to the other people you know Mm -hmm. and my family kind of like having my own personal time moment joyous occasion and peace so yeah
1: yeah yeah, I want to speak a little bit more about it, if you don't mind, because I it, this is a very synchronistic um, moment, what I was reading, um, was because I've been, you know, I, I talk a lot about body work. So I've been repattering my own nervous system, because I, I too felt feel like this as well, of not being able to receive joy. And the, the moment that you were talking about was the person like you were engaged to, he proposed to you in front of your whole family, right?
2: Right, right. And
1: you were like, you were so uncomfortable, and you you just thought, oh no. And you said, I think you even said, like, I didn't even talk about it for a year. or Start planning it for a year because you were so embarrassed.
2: Right. Yes. Yes. So and I was. Yeah. yeah go ahead. No. What were What were you saying? I was totally embarrassed.
1: Yeah. Well, no. I feel I. This is what I've been playing with with myself as well. Was I was looking back at the good stuff. Like you we were just saying, like this can't be for me. I'm just. I'm not going to, you know, address it because it's not really for me, um, something bad's going to happen and then it'll go away or whatever. Right. And I was recognizing that for myself too, because in childhood, I had, um, once I really found the moment I was like, okay, we need to embrace joy. We need to embrace my confidence. What was that moment? And I found this moment in time when my dad loved me, adored me, but he would, um, you know, give me money for my my report card because I did a good job. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited. He would take me out to dinner. But then he was an alcoholic. So that dinner turned into him getting drunk, and then turning into scary monster. And so I was actually afraid of getting something that was joyful, because I knew that it could potentially turn into something not so great. So I'm wondering if that was, if there was something like that for you too, where you were just like, I can't receive this joy, not just because of the confidence, but because there was something else. So um,
2: thank you. So, okay. So first of all, that was a great question and just bringing, you know, that out and and really getting me to reflect. So it it absolutely also had to do with past relationships, you know, with them starting off good. And yeah. you're thinking everything is okay. Um, and then you, next thing you know, here here it is, something is happening and it's going downhill. Yeah. So um, past relationships that didn't work out and left me, I'm going to say, in a really vulnerable place. And mm-hmm. I think what I also started to do was internalize like, okay, this is too good to be true. it's not going to work out. You know, it's not, it's good right now, but a year from now, you know, this whole thing is going to fall apart. Or it's not, so really being afraid to let myself live in the moment for fear Mm -hmm. that, you know, and it is this whole thing with every time. And this is, I, I really struggle with this. And I, even in the space that I'm in now, you know, everything good that happens, or they say there is no, distraction without intention so are we really teaching ourselves or does society say you know when you're in a good space just be prepared (laughs) be prepared something to happen because something's going to happen so even with the personal experiences um i knew that that was a you know hindering me also from being able to enjoy that time um pastor Relationships that didn't work out, whether it was from infidelity or it was from, um, you know, just there not being a full sense of commitment to me, um, which is experiences that I had in the past. So that combined with everything, you know, that's a lot. And that was 40. That was at 40. So you think about how all these little experiences and things, Mm -hmm. not little, big, you know, some little, some big, really impact who you are today and how you're living today. And then being able to realize, okay, this is why I'm acting like this. You know, this is why I feel that I don't deserve it because I haven't been in this place before. And when I was in this place before, it didn't work out. So, yeah. Yeah. It's um definitely it's it's a journey, <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs> it's a journey. It's, it's
2: like it's a journey and it sometimes needs therapy um mm-hmm. at one time I did go to therapy um, and it also needs you know like intervention other people, other strategies. And that's why listening to your presentation and what you shared was very helpful in terms of recognizing how these things impact our bodies, you know, yeah. if we continue to carry these loads. So um, yeah, that, that had a big part to do with it. Um yeah. Being in successful relationships.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's such a big one. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. Mind yeah. you, let's fast forward. Yeah. So I am now, I'm now divorced. Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> that's that's a good. Of
2: that. So I'm now divorced. <laughs> so but look, I'm still embracing my cake and I'm still, you know, yeah. I'm still that voice. And It's interesting because I'm in the dating space again. I don't even know how we got here, Phoebe, but uh, so, you know. (laughs) Oh,
1: we're in the space in between, Monique. We go wherever.
2: (laughs) Right. So I'm in the dating space again, and I find that to be challenging because I was in a relationship with someone for 15 years. So now I'm like, gee, you know, And, and it's like the process all over again, having to be okay with your flaws and getting to know people. I'm like, this is a lot, you know? It's a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but at least at this time, being in a space where I have more confidence and having that self awareness, you know, yeah. of my behaviors and the things that I might say or do or my feelings and then why I am saying and doing them. So, um, I'm in a, a better place and a much happier place and and, in a place where I'm ready and willing to receive, you know, so and it's okay. I feel like it's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. And a couple of things that I was feeling when you were you were talking was, well, one, you know, when I, I read the story of when you were engaged, and you said that was 15 years ago. So right. you have done so much work since then, right? Like that was just when you were realizing, oh, I haven't stepped into my own confidence. And so this person might've been there for you as this catalyst in some way. And then you continue to grow and expand. And, and then that contract was over, right? That's that right. over. And it's like, okay, I gotta go and embrace my cake on my own now, right?
2: Yes, yes. Okay. And it's okay, and something else that I realized is that it's funny because external factors, you know, yeah. play a different role in terms of different things with us. So what I had to realize after the relationship ended with my ex-husband is that, you know, he his feelings and care for me gave me a whole lot of confidence as well. And he really assisted in that journey, you know, of me embracing my head. Now, since he's out the picture, that's like a whole nother, that was a whole nother journey and realization for me that um, I'm able to embrace my cake by myself, you know, I'm able to, to be okay and to be confident and to feel good about myself without having to get the accolades or the confirmation from someone else. So there's really, it really, I'm like, you know, this is great because it also helped me to see that he played a big part in that, you know, and getting to the point where for me to embrace my cake, he played a big part in that. Um, But then after that ending, being able to stand alone and say, Mm -hmm. I'm good with me. I'm okay with me. You know, I love me alone without external factors, saying to me, you know, motivating, inspiring, or empowering me, or saying things to make me feel good about myself. So that's another thing, even as women coming out of relationships, you know, yes. realizing that we're okay. Yes. With, you know who we are.
1: Yes. Know? Oh, I love that for you. I love that he was able to be that, you know, help you from the external, and then you got to go into that internal and you're just now owning it and really stepping into it. And I love that and- for you. Um, and it's something that I'll just pass on to you. My grandmother, she said this to me the other day, because, you know, I share a lot in my story and I feel that, you know, I've been divorced for nine years and I was in a 15 year marriage prior to that. And so similar to you, I think he helped me grow and expand, but then our contract was up and it was time for me to own it like you are so beautifully. And, um, she said to me, Phoebe, if somebody comes, they have to be so confident in who they are because you are already so confident. And, the, and I just feel that it it's um it's a blessing for us, but also a little bit of a curse because it's That's like so we're not gonna go back. We're not gonna go back to what we had before. Not that right. we want that at all, but you know, the pool is a lot smaller. <laughs>
2: Exactly. The pool is smaller than there's different factors in terms of age and things like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, yeah, You are so right. And it's, it's also challenging. So it's good to be in a space where you're confident and you know who you are, but then sometimes, um, in this, and I call it the dating scene, um, <laughs> <laughs> you really want to find someone. And my, my term now is equally yoked. Right. So what I realized is that even though I I received all of those things before and it was great and I was in a great relationship, but also being in a space where I need to be with someone where we're on the same playing field, you know, we have some of the same idea, ideology, some of the same goals. You know, we are at a certain place in our lives. Um, So that's important. But sometimes it's difficult, you know, because men will look like, well, gee, you know, you, you seem like you have it all together. What can I bring to the table? But, yes, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know what, There's, there is a lot you can bring to the table. Um, I was recently, we recently did a vision board party. And. On my vision board, and it's interesting because I was a facilitator. So on my vision board, I did the sample and put all these things on there um, in terms of how much I would like to earn, and you know what I'd like to do for my children. My I have two grandsons, and my two grandsons. Um, I didn't put anything on there about love and relationships. Like I didn't put anything. And then someone asked a question. Because when we went around the room, everyone else was sharing and they had, you know, those that weren't married. They wanted to get married. They had pictures of them in wedding dresses. And I'm like, goodness, I didn't even put anything on here (laughs) about finding love again or being in a relationship. And I'm like, okay, Monique, you know, so I went back and I'm like, you know, is that what I want right now? And I definitely want companionship, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, not sure. But if it happens, you know, it happens. But I went back and I'm like, you know, I didn't want to put myself to a point where I was so wrapped up into yeah. just me, the business and empowering and motivating. And then, you know, one day sit back and be like, okay, I'm here all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all alone. What about a relationship? So, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just a journey, it's a daily journey, it and is. the good thing too is, is like you said, what I love about this conversation is just being able to talk about it, you know, because yes. these are things that are real and these are things that impact us. So, being able to really talk about it with someone um, who understands,
1: yeah, well, and I want to just kind of share what you just said. You said, um, you had all these pictures of your grandkids and and your family, and that's love, and that's the relationship, so maybe that's just what's filling you up right now, and and the the man will come at some point, yeah, so.
2: exactly, and what's bringing me (laughs)
1: happiness,
2: (laughs) yeah, happiness, joy, and peace, and it really is, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So can I kind of turn, well, I mean, this is an interview for you, but I kind of want to turn the tables of for, um, in your book, you have a little bit of a workbook. And Mm -hmm. so I love to ask you some of the questions that you ask the reader, if you don't mind.
2: Okay. absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you ask, you ask, I think it's three questions. Yes. Three questions. So what are you, what have you stopped apologizing to others for since your transformation or in the process of,
2: So I have stopped apologizing for um, goodness. she I really have to think about that. I have stopped. How can I word this? I have stopped apologizing for where I see myself in the world and who I am. So I know that I can have a strong personality, um I know that I have opinions and I know that I have views and I know that I have thoughts and I feel like they're just as good as anyone's to be heard and I stopped apologizing for how I feel you know mm-hmm. and who I am and for having an opinion and for having a voice and I'm okay with it now you know I understand that my opinion voice might not be for everyone or well received for everyone but I stopped apologizing for that and being uncomfortable to share it. You know, I'm I'm just, I'm like, okay, this is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I loved in your talk, you were talking, you were saying um, how, I guess, Tiffany went downstairs to check up, in on us, like downstairs in the conference to see, and she's like, mom everybody's kind of casual and you're like okay honey like hand me my I don't know alligator belt or something fabulous (laughs) exactly
2: exactly No, I'm doing (laughs) it
1: right
2: and that's another example and she just looked at me like okay here she goes again and I was talking to someone about this it's so funny last night because they were looking at a video and I had on this dress with these huge sleeves and I just love like sleeves I love jewelry I love bling and you know probably a little over the top and I explained to them they were like well gee you know that like that was a lot they were trying to say it in a nice way <laughs> <laughs> like that was a lot and I was just like yes it was and I absolutely loved it you know I just owned it owned I just it. owned yeah, it girl just owned it. it so yeah that I is definitely it. one of the things
1: I love it. I love, I love witnessing you in that respect. <laughs> Thank you. So, so another question you ask is what will you stop hiding about yourself and starting today? I think that's a little bit of what you were just speaking into, but is there anything else? What you stop uh, hiding about yourself?
2: I will. Well, one of the things that I did stop hiding, um, mm-hmm. is, and, and it, that had to do with body image. So. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, a lot because of my, my size, um, Mm -hmm. you know, my mother, my grandmother, and now in retrospect, it was probably more of a protection type of thing. You know, it's like, okay, you have to wear long blazers, You have to wear long Mm -hmm. shirts, you know, always cover your backside and you can't do this and you can't do that. And you know, you can't wear this or you can't wear that. Um, so that is something that, I stopped. I felt. I used to feel really uncomfortable um, if I did not do that, and I finally was able to get to a, a stage where I'm like, okay, this is it. It is what it is, you know, <laughs> and I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm not hiding it anymore. So really, um, and I will tell you this, Phoebe. Do you know? Just a couple of years ago, that I actually started wearing leggings. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would never even wear leggings, and I. It's yeah. funny because so. i a blog about it like I wouldn't wear leggings because they were just unacceptable um in my family and unacceptable with my mom I knew my girls will wear leggings you know it was okay with me um as long as it was tasteful but for me for a long time and then when I finally started wearing them like I wouldn't wear them out the house because I'm yeah. like there's no way I'm going out the house doing that to myself. So now I'm in a space where okay, I'm being comfortable today. I'm throwing on a t-shirt, some leggings, my sneakers, <laughs> and I'm good. To, <laughs> and I'm good to go. And so be it, unapologetically. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That's so interesting. That's such an interesting perspective because I was a, I was a dancer, so I lived in leggings.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: and but. You know, and it's true it's like and when I did that I put it in our newsletter like there were some women that 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 resonated with you know we were it's like you're too big you know to wear leggings you can't do that and you and it also goes with body shaming so getting to a point where and that's why I can walk in a room now like okay yeah (laughs) good And all of me is, is here, and you and know, you, are and so
1: so. you are so beautiful. You are so beautiful. You are so beautiful. Thank I, you. Yeah, absolutely. You just are so stunning. You just walk into a room and own it. Um, I didn't like have one thought of your size in any way. Like, yeah, it's just you're you're just absolutely you, and it's beautiful. You're just Thank gorgeous. You. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to know that you own it. Like you own who you are. You're not hiding it anymore. Um, And giving yourself permission to wear leggings.
2: Right, exactly. Giving
1: other people permission to wear leggings.
2: (laughs) And being okay with it. And yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, we all have, it's so funny how we all have our own little stories. And I don't know if you ever watch um, This Is Us, but there's... A story of what this sister she's she's rather overweight but then there's this really tiny girl and they're going to like overeaters anonymous or something and they were just both sharing their stories and it was just so interesting to see the perspectives of like what what they were thinking about themselves but then also what they were thinking about each other and how they both saw so much beauty in each other but then they couldn't see it in themselves Right.
2: Right. And that's another thing, because you are people never know, um, you know, but like you said, being on the outside, looking in, they never know what's really impacting you or how you really feel. And at some point, you know, during our lives, like we're able to mask it really well. You know, I was able to act like I felt okay, but it didn't exuberate you know, who I really am now, it's like you said, it exuberates, okay, there's Monique, you know, so when she says, I'm a boss, you can tell she walks, talks, and acts like she's a boss, but at one time, you know, I would say it, but there would be no reflection of it, um, because it was just me, you know... (laughs) saying okay I'm a boss (laughs) but I'm not you know but I didn't feel internally like I was so again going back to really feeling good about myself and who I am internally and then um you know being okay with all the external stuff
1: yeah yeah I love it okay the last question you have in your workbook here is what self-sabotaging behavior have you changed or will you change
2: so it goes in line with the other two the self sabotaging behavior uh definitely in a professional and business setting was not speaking up and not using my voice and being afraid to um because I didn't want to be perceived as thinking I was missing no at all so I just mm-hmm. wouldn't say anything at all you know and not thinking and and also thinking that. My voice didn't have value. You know, it wasn't to um, my role, thinking that my role wasn't to be a leader, my role was to be a follower and a supporter of others. And Mm -hmm. again, that goes back to my upbringing. You know, I wasn't at the forefront, I was the person behind helping and supporting and making sure everyone else was okay. So the Mm -hmm. self sabotage was not speaking up and not using my voice. Um, and then it will, you know, that hinders you in terms of career progression. And that's when I started realizing too, well, gee, I got to the mid-level manager role, but I'm really struggling to get to the next level. And it didn't have anything to do with my peers or supervisors or managers. It had to do with my own self-sabotaging for not using my voice we're not letting them know, okay, this is what I'm really thinking. And this is how I really feel. So that is a behavior that I absolutely, (laughs) I stopped, you know, that's, yeah, I'm like, no, never again. So yeah. Yeah.
1: And I have a feeling because I'm actually going to teach a class today about fear and how the fear of success gets in our way. But I have a feeling that, you know, this resonates with a lot of people and people who are listening to this um, when it airs, they're going to say, "Oh yeah, I want to embrace what Monique has." It, was there like, was there something that you did, or like a pep talk? Like, is there something that that got you over into that next level, as you said, that helped you?
2: You know what it is? It's one step at a time, and I like yeah. to say transformation and moderation. So you can't just go from point A to point Z. You know, yeah. you have to do A, and B, and then B, and C. So it was taking opportunities to say, "Okay." And you talk about, you know, when you feel things in your body. So yeah. when I first started, like my stomach would literally get upset. Like, yeah. okay, Monique, well, like, you have to speak up. You know, you have to speak up. And um, I started slowly but surely, you know, speaking up. You know, oh, I feel this way, or I think this, or I think this would work. Or what do you think about this? Um, So it was one small goal at a time, learning Mm -hmm. to say no, you know, this doesn't. And I would start off with this whole big long excuse (laughs) of why I couldn't do something (laughs) that I really didn't want to do. But that was a start, right? So that was a start. So it's making small changes a little at a time. And then what it does is it also increases your confidence. So it's like, gee, I was able to do that And it's not so bad, you know, I was able to say no. And me and this person still have a relationship, you know, they're still talking to me They're They're okay with it. They just found someone else to do it. Um, I was able to speak up at work and it, you know, got me invited to work on this project. So that's really just small steps at a time. And what those small steps do is they increase your confidence. You don't have Mm -hmm. to go all in But you have to make a decision to make the change and to fight the fear, you know, because if not, then, um, you know, we'll be stuck in it. So it is it was really saying one small step and having the courage to take those small steps.
1: Mm. Small steps and setting those little boundaries that are huge waves of change, it sounds like. Yeah.
2: Yep. And increasing it increases our confidence as well. Because yeah. then after those small steps, it's like that's all I had to do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Why did that I do this, this whole time? <laughs> exactly. Like that's it. I just had to open my mouth and say something, like what? <laughs> and all of this oh time gosh. I held myself back because I was <laughs> afraid and this is all, you know, and then being okay with those things that we're fearful about, being okay. And I think another thing with us is. Sometimes we want to manage the outcomes, right? So we don't say things, we don't do things because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. But also letting that go of having to be in control of everything and the outcomes and being afraid that it might not happen the way you want it to happen. But Mm -hmm. having the courage to say, you know, I tried it and understanding if the outcome isn't the way you want it, it's it's a learning lesson. So, you know, next time, You tweak it a little and you try something different.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, you know, and I, a lot of things, a lot what I share and, and it sounds like you do vision boards too. And I, I do vision boards in a different way, but like we both have this sort of what's on the other side of it and not worrying about the steps that are going to take us there. Like the controlling, as you said, like just knowing how you want to feel or what it's going to look like at the end. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: And I I love that, too. And also with what you do, um, it's so interesting because I have, you know, so I see myself where I want to be. I see myself um, speaking on huge stages with huge crowds. And there is, and it's not, I haven't written the steps down of how I'm going to get there, you know, but I have ideas But I see it, you know, I see. And that is what continues to push me just really having that vision and then visualizing it, you know, like seeing the stage, what the stage looks like, the auditorium, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what I'm wearing, I I, I see it. So all of those things is really helpful in terms of moving yourself forward, really seeing where you are, where you, you know, seeing where you want to be in life and really putting yourself um, in that situation to, to manifest it. Can I
1: offer one little piece for you to add yes. to it is like, how do you physically want to feel in your body too? not just the externals, but like, do you want to feel pumped up and energized? Do you want to feel relaxed and calm and steady? So that's something you can just put a, a little seed in there. Add for in it.
2: there. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's a lot of the work that I do and I shared with you a little bit. I can't wait to talk to your community ne- in a, next month. But uh, of our understanding it's not just the mindset, but it's also in our heart and and the body is the home of the heart. And so when we can start to feel it, like physically feel it in our body, that actually sends the messages to the brain, to the mind. So. Wow
2: love that so I will I'm definitely going to add the energy (laughs) yes 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 edit edit right and how I'm feeling about it yes I and then and then also
0: visualize
1: me standing right next to you in front of that big stage right
2: wait (laughs) and Phoebe and at the end we're high-fiving me and you are (laughs) high-fiving each other like yes (laughs) we'll have our own super soul sunday exactly it's like
1: yes here we are I absolutely love it so I love it awesome so Monique I absolutely love our time together and I want to honor your time so uh is there anything else you want to share before we close and also let people know where to find you
2: so I can be found um, at my website is embraceyourcape.com, also Sisters Inspire Sisters. And the only thing that I would share is, is you know, this conversation, hopefully it will empower and inspire and motivate others to share their story, to speak up, to gain confidence. And then if you're in a space where you're struggling with that, to Seek and be part of a community, Mm -hmm. like the community that you have, the community that I have, to be in a space of like-minded individuals that can support you, hold you accountable, and also, you know, provide you with different strategies and techniques to get you to that place. Um, that would be it. but I just want to thank you. I enjoyed the conversation. like I said at the conference we connected and when I heard you speak, I was like, yes, yes, yes and I <laughs> need, and it was just I mean because I like I've been in those situations where I felt things, you know like my my body reacted and I didn't really understand what was going on and, and you really helped to bring to put a lot into perspective for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And your teaching and your messaging resonates across all generations. Like I said, my daughter was like, oh, my goodness, I love her. (laughs) 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 So I I told her today she was so excited. So she's looking forward to watching this broadcast. So thank you so much for having me.
1: You're so welcome. And tell her I said hello. Hi, Tiffany out there. You're listening. Right. Yeah. I love you too. Oh my gosh, Monique. I absolutely love you and adore you. And I know that this is um, just one conversation of many that are ahead for us. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you
2: so much, Phoebe. Okay. (laughs) Talk to you soon.
0: Oh, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Monique. I absolutely loved it. In fact, my grandmother was in the other room and she heard me (laughs) interviewing Monique and she was like, wow, you guys are having a lot of fun in there. And we sure did. I hope you did too. And if you enjoyed this episode, if it resonated with you, please, please share it, review it, give us some stars wherever you're listening to this spread the love in any way that feels good to you um, and also if you would love to support us you can follow the link in the show notes to the nomadcollective.org and become a nomad supporter so for just 11 dollars a month you help us keep this fresh and alive with you know all that all the background stuff that needs to happen to make this so without commercials so we don't interrupt these beautiful conversations we don't interrupt that flow we keep things going and we keep things organic and beautiful and um, not interrupt with advertisements so if you want to help support that and you will also get you'll receive on the other end not just ad free uh, podcast episodes but you also get some freebies of getting invited to some online events that we have each month and be a part of our community. And there's some other options to become even more of a community member. If you are so inclined, we do have lots happening in our Nomad Collective membership program, along with all the other goodies with my Embodied Radiance program, the Embodied Radiance Retreat in Costa Rica, and all of the in-person events so there's so much happening and we want you to be a part of it too not just sitting here listening to our voices but come be a part of it come join us i'd love to meet you and see you all right have a beautiful day